So uh, you've got the new album coming out uh, in the new year, um, FTHC, which I understand stands for Frank Turner Hardcore. Yes. And uh, big UK, UK tour as well in the new year um, on mm. the back of that. Yeah. And uh, I was just uh, having a look at the album trailer that uh, was made. And um, obviously it, it sounds like uh, you've purpose, purposefully uh, decided that you wanted to sort of um, step up a little bit in, sonically, as it were. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, very much so. I mean, the the new record, it's, this is my ninth record, um, which is a crazy thing to say out loud. Um, and uh, the last couple of records I've made have been more experimental within my own uh, catalogue. You know, I did a kind of more electronic sort of pop influence record with Be More Kind. I did a concept history folk record with No Man's Land. And uh, I think even before the, everything that's happened in the last 18 months, I was considering moving in a more kind of... Um, uh, punk rock direction going back to the music that I grew up with and all that kind of thing the process of being locked in my house for 18 months like everybody else um, gave me time to kind of concentrate that idea and it, I think that the effect of lockdown on the record has been both lyrically and musically to make it heavier than it would otherwise have been but it's it's a lot of fun getting back to a style of music that I know well and that I love well for those who don't know you um, obviously you, your previous band Million Dead were very much in the uh, hardcore punk yeah, yeah. Kind of vein uh, and then, um, and then you embarked on a solo career and around about two thousand and five. Yes. Um, so yeah, the first track, um, "Non Servium," I think that's how you yes. say it, isn't it? Uh, yes. That's a, that's a blast. Of, that's a, that's quite a blast. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely that's the heaviest song I've put out as a solo artist. And uh, it's funny when I started writing it, I, I sort of had the initial riff and the initial kind of uh, idea for the vocal approach and everything. And and I think it initially thought, well, this will go somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? This won't go on one of my records. It might be for a side project or something. And then after a while, it was just like, well, why? You know, I'm, it's it's my name on the tin. I can do what I want. And uh, and it was really it was quite liberating in a way to actually really kind of plow into a really heavy song as a solo artist. And uh, it, it tickles me to know that uh, I've also released kind of folk rock, folk pop singles into the world. And we've got this one, too. And it's the same yeah. same artist. What does it mean, non-servium? Non-servium is a quote from John Milton's um, Paradise Lost. It's what Lucifer says to God uh, as God kicks him out of heaven. Uh, it means, I will not serve. And the song is about, um, you know, standing up for what you believe in, but both in the sense of it as an artist and also as, a, as an individual. It's, you know, it's um, uh, my personal feeling that you should uh, um, stand firm for your principles. Good stuff. Okay, well, there's been um, a few, a couple of other songs that have been released. Um, haven't been doing so well, um, yeah. which is uh, a great title. Thank you. <laughs> and I think it's a, re a reflection, a, a personal reflection on how you've been feeling. Uh, sure. You have been saying that uh, you've been a little bit more upfront, I think, in terms of yeah. expressing your thoughts on, on record. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a song about kind of mental health issues. And like much of the material on the record, it's not really a lockdown song per se. It's not like exclusively about lockdown. At the same time, the issue that it talks about has been uh, affected by lockdown. I mean, it would be crazy to, to try and write an album that wasn't influenced by the last 18 months in any way. So, you know, I have issues with my mental health and anxiety is quite a big part of that. Um, and that hasn't been made better by lockdown and pandemics. Good Lord. It's it's funny, like I've been an ambassador for the charity Calm for quite a long time, the campaign against living miserably. But I've definitely in my time been guilty of uh, talking the talk and not walking the walk. You know, yeah. you go forward as an ambassador and you tell people that the hardest but most necessary part is to talk openly about your feelings and then you don't actually do it. Um, so, I, you know, I felt duty bound to actually kind of try and address that with this song. 
yeah brilliant stuff well i i i have another job and my my other job is actually uh, i'm a counselor and so i'm not i'm not going to counsel you obviously or anything like that <laughs> but um but i do uh, i do work with a lot of um, people and a lot of people in the music world actually as well right. and um they, they i mean obviously there's been an incredible um amount of mental health issues that have come about because of lockdown but it seems sure. it probably was kind of growing anyway uh, yeah. over the last few decades but um how, how do you sort of see it do you think it's been do you think it's been that bad that profound in general terms for for people what we've had to go through the last couple of years um, I, th I think it's 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 dangerous to make too sweeping a generalization particularly if like me you're no expert on these things um i would say that you know for a lot of people myself included who work in the music industry obviously lockdown's been difficult for everybody on lots of different ways but if your job revolves around gathering people together in confined spaces and traveling around the world to do that you know we were particularly hard hit by the restrictions that have been in place for the last 18 months and um you know for a lot of people i it's it is my job but it's not just my job it's my passion it's my identity it's the thing that i care about in life and to have that kind of wrenched away um was not easy uh coming to terms with that and and trying to figure out who precisely i was supposed to be if i wasn't the guy who was on tour all the time because i've invested a lot of time and energy in that in that sense of identity it took some doing you know and um uh so it's it has been rough for people not and not just musicians touring crew uh, and all those kinds of people as well you know it's been quite difficult um I've been trying to talk about it as openly as I can. So, and you've been very actively involved in the um, grassroots uh, music venue yes. trust, haven't you? And um, that, they've yeah. done an incredible job. I, I feel. Uh, yeah. I remember I remember talking to Mark David about it, and uh, he's mm. obviously very passionate and um, extremely um, proactive in terms of, of that. Yeah. Yeah, Mark um, deserves a, a medal of some kind. I'm not quite sure which one he'd actually. Yeah. He's because I, I mean, I did a bunch of live streaming to raise funds for venues, which felt like, you know, a, a useful contribution that I could make. But it's important to note that Mark yeah. and people like Mark have done uh, incredible amounts of work to save the sector and deserve all of our accolades. Yeah, because in Brighton, there's quite a few uh, sort of smaller independent grassroots venues. And uh, I think almost all of them have managed to, to get through it all, which has been incredible. And that's yeah. uh, no, no small thanks to, to him. Yeah. and uh, other people as well so brilliant stuff good stuff and uh, of course that's what you did isn't it that's um when you first started you just played the really the, the tiniest venues imaginable sure. yeah <laughs> I, I, well i mean even before then i was playing house shows and squats because i couldn't get booked at the small venues but then yeah. you know i moved up the ladder I, I, I owe a huge debt of gratitude to the to the small venues because they're a place where not only do you find your audience, but you learn how to be a performer and you you tweak yourself as a songwriter and you kind of discover your voice and your audience and your art and all these kinds of things. And without this infrastructure of small venues for people to do that, then you can't do it because we're talking about a noisy form of culture. And there, there are some types of music that can exist entirely in bedrooms and on laptops and on headphones, but rock and roll and folk music and punk rock don't really fall into those categories so you know they're necessary for that i always feel duty bound at this point to say as well that there is also a role for independent grassroots music venues there's a lot of bands who aren't playing there because they're trying to move up the food chain and get to yeah. the arenas or whatever they're also just valid art that exists just in that space and that's just as important so i haven't i haven't heard the album obviously but um i was uh, interested about um uh, song farewell 
to my city, which yes. is about you moving from London, I think, yeah. Yeah. to the uh, Essex coast. So basically, had you lived your whole life in London? Uh, I lived 20 years in London and I, yeah. growing up, my, my dad uh, and his family are from London and I was raised in Hampshire but um, yeah. with my mum, but I spent most of my childhood trying to get to London as fast as I could, yeah. um, uh, much to my mother's disappointment, I should say. Um, but, uh, you know, London, it was the siren call. I mean, the song London Calling by The Clash has always been a very powerful one to me because that's exactly how I felt growing up in one of the faraway towns. You know, it was such a huge part of my Identity again, you know, I, I was a Londoner. This was really important to me. And um, my wife and I uh, took the decision last summer to move out of the city. And it, I was surprised that I was okay with it because for the longest time I said I would only leave London in a pine box or a tour bus. Um, yeah. And and yet here we are. Um, and so it's a song kind of dealing with that kind of thing. I think, you know, it partly to do with getting older. It's partly to do with how the world has changed. I think it's a thing that a lot of people that I know have been kind of thinking about or doing in the last um, last couple of years. Uh, but the song is kind of a breakup song, uh, but written to a city rather than a person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I and um, life is okay in Essex. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Yes, I'm very happy. I can see the sea from my bedroom window, which is a, a thing I've always wanted to be able to say. Well, obviously, you you won't be there that much quite soon because you'll be on the road mm. a lot. Yes. Have you done? I know you did uh, the Lost Evenings recently, didn't you, at yeah. uh, the Roundhouse? Yeah. Uh, were they proper normal gigs in the in the yeah. normal? There, there were there were some kind of extraneous restrictions in place about sort of testing and, and, and vaccine certificates and that kind of thing. That, I feel, is at the moment, it's a thing that if you work in the live music industry, you've just got to deal with. Um, I would say also that I really wish that the angry denizens of the internet would realise that it's not really up to musicians what the restrictions are, and we just want to do our bloody jobs, and please yeah. stop shouting at me about it. Yeah. Um, but having said all that, like, I mean... In the, you, there's all this kind of kerfuffle in the lead up to it, both with Lost Evenings. I've just got back from a two month tour of America as well. There's a lot of sort of heat and froth on the internet from bored people shouting at strangers. Um, yeah. When you actually get to the gigs, my experience thus far has been that um, it, all of that doesn't, it's not real. It doesn't exist. It's not really happening in a place. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you get to the gigs and you generally encounter people who are doing their best to be considerate and helpful. And that's kind of a, a pleasant surprise. All right. Well, well, good stuff. And and the tour will involve your your usual band, I guess, uh, the Singing yeah. Souls. Yeah, the Singing Souls. We have a new drummer as a, since we last toured as a band, um, uh, but he's fantastic, and I'm very excited for him to uh, wow people with his skills. Um, thank you very much, then, Frank. And um, Cheers, yeah, thank you. yeah, look forward to seeing you in Brighton. I think you're playing at the Dome in yes. February. So in February, one of, one of my favourite venues in the UK as well. Very excited about coming back.